This is Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, the sleepy Desi. I'm Sleeping Beauty. I almost did a Sleeping Beauty story this week. Weird. I didn't, but almost. That's funny. Yeah. That is funny. It's about a disease. That was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you need it. And if it's Sleeping Beauty, in my mind, I'm going, I don't know the story, but I'm thinking, should have been... um. Rip Van Winkle. It was a it was a disease that affects typically like people the age from the age of like thirteen to their mid twenties. Usually lasts about ten years if you get it. Very very rare, and you are only awake like one out of every five days. <sighs> Literally, you sleep the rest of the time, and when you're awake, you are it, you're kind of compared to the way you communicate is like a toddler. That's because your brain's not yeah. growing. And, and your brain doesn't know well, that you're awake even. Like you probably, get confused between am I awake or am I dreaming and a lot of that. So, it's yeah, probably it really growing, but yeah, anyways, yeah. you've just ruined that story. That would have been a good one. Nah, I went through it and I'm like, no, no, thank you. Uh, that sounded pretty interesting. Well, you'll have to read about it sometime. <sighs> <laughs> I hate reading. I have three other stories that I think are very inter- interesting. Okay. Better be better and Sleeping Beauty. I think they are. Maybe they're not, but that's funny. My first story. Oh my God! You're going to be a negative Nancy. No, I'm not. I ditched the negative story. <laughs> that's because I said nobody wants. It wasn't really a negative that. story. It was more of a downer. Can you believe the government did this to us? Story from like the 40s, but I'll, I'll cover but, it someday. When Trust was the me. prohibition? 20s. The Roaring Twenties. Mm-hmm. I knew that. I even did a story on that. Okay, anyways. Instead, I'm going to do a story. It's another story about our great country and, you know, got to do things a little weird. But you know how long a, a foot is, right? Mm, 12 inches. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a foot. Well, technically, in the U.S., there are two measurements for a foot. So 11 point blah, 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 and 12 inches. Something very close to that, yes. Um, The first foot, which is the shorter of the two, was developed in 1893. It was the U.S. survey foot. That's what it's called. Okay. Um, And the second is the more exact international foot from 1959. Now, the difference between the two... International? Yes. I thought... We're like one of the very few countries that uses... We are, but other countries still want to know how to measure distance in our country. Oh. So So when they get here, they're like, what do you mean there's no kilometers on this speedometer? All they have is miles per hour. That doesn't fit foot, but you know. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) the the two differ um, by about... Uh, they, they differ by one hundredth of a foot per mile. So it's about two feet for every million feet. They'll be off. That's how, how much a difference there is. So you're not going to see it with the naked eye because it's small. But when you're la- measuring land and surveying things, it can make a big difference when you're measuring large portions of land. Um, sounds like it. 
uh, one of the problems, especially in the U.S., we have these two different measurements, and some states use the old measurement, <laughs> and some states use the new measurement, and some states use a mixture of both. That makes no sense. So when we have projects like, oh, I don't know, interstate highways, and they're being surveyed, the land's being surveyed before it's, you know, going to be, the construction going to be built, the surveyors doing that, that work need to know, you know, which state uses what survey foot and make sure they don't make any mistakes, because when you're building something like a, you know, an interstate highway, there can be a big difference. Thank God I don't have that job. I'd mess it up one way or the other. There was actually a building in Dallas, and they also used these measurements for height of buildings. And it used the international foot, or it used the the old U.S. foot for its original measurements. It built it to the scale of the international foot, which put it just above the uh, air line where airplanes would be at. (sighs) So they literally had to, like, build one less floor in this building than they were expecting to because of these two feet. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, the, there's good news. We're well, getting always good news. I hope it's not the international one. It's not. We are going to keep the international one, but there's a huge fight. Because of property? No, because the other one is called the U.S. National Foot. We can't get rid of something called the U.S. National Foot. Yes, we can. Well, there's a big fight of people who don't want to, literally just because that was our founding foot. How do they survey the land then later on down the road when somebody goes to sell something? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, you I, think they would have to keep it? Or? I, I'm, sure, I'm sure they would have to keep if something's already been measured with the old foot, you're going to have to, and you own that property or something like that, your property would go up to wherever that old foot line would be, I'm sure, now. But in the future, as thing, things are being surveyed new, it's going to use a new foot. That's crazy. I didn't realize that, like, we have, like, literally official measurements. Like, the foot is, we literally have, like, a a beam that is our official foot and our official yard. And, like... I feel like Everything I is, knew that at some most, point. S- most I states also have their own official, like in their Capitol building, or have their own official, you know, here's our stick that is a foot, or here's our stick that is a yard. I didn't realize that. I thought that was really kind of cool. I just thought, you know, a foot was a foot, a foot. I, I'm i positive I learned that somewhere, and I remember going, that's a joke, right? Mm, it's not. I mean, it actually, they're typically made of brass, you know, a bar made of brass that'll measure what the official foot is in each in each state or we have an f- official one for the country like i said Weird. um in so all this talk about using the foot you know we are the, the one of three countries in the entire world that don't use a metric system um we almost did in 1866 congress legalized the use of the metric system so you can use it prior to that it was illegal <laughs> I, I'm actually speechless. How? <laughs> uh, why? I don't. I, I don't know why. I just it happened to be in this article too. It was talking about the metric system and that uh, that prior to 1866, it was illegal to 
measure something with a metric unit. You in think this it country. had something to do with like wars when we became a country or that, something? It, probably something along That's those lines. Weird, like it makes no sense to me. But I've never been able to understand how we, as a country, adopted what is known as the in- English measurement system. And England uses the metric system. <laughs> that doesn't make sense in my head. It's because we speak English. Yeah. And, and, and never mind, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, obviously, the at the time when we were founded, English used the English measurement system. That's why it was called that. But Maybe we yeah. call the metric system the old English system? Maybe. And we're the new English Maybe. system? I have no idea. It was a guess. But, um... In January 1st, 2023, uh, the National Institute of Standards and Technologies will declare that we will only have one foot. So this, this two feet problem goes on until January of 2023, when we will finally get rid of the old U.S. <sighs> official foot. People need to just deal with the fact that change happens and not draw it out because you are not okay that's our history you can't take away our history i don't know that's just what i've heard about a lot of things (laughs) (laughs) i could slap you right now okay you could kick me with your foot no i can't (laughs) no that's true the one closest to you i can't kick you with that's good i always sit on this side of you yeah i can't reach you with my other foot so, we were actually talking about this today, so I felt the need to bring it. Okay. And, okay, remember how I asked you, how do they get the flavor in the grapes? Yeah. Do they inject every single one of them with a flavoring to make it taste like cotton candy? Yeah, no way. Because today we got a different flavor of grape. Yeah, they were like strawberry flavored. So my brain just went nuts and I'm like, ooh, I wonder if I can find a video like Mr. Rogers. Okay. How do they make it? Mm -hmm. There's no video. Okay. So at least info out there? Yep. They're like, is it like. No, I just wanted to randomly bring this up. (laughs) Injecting a seed prior to it or something along those lines? That's my guess, I guess. So this is actually when it comes to the grapes. Um, it's the most asked question because I'm not the only one who went, how do they inject all those grapes? The, the weird part is up until recently, I had never tasted a flavored grape. I had heard of them. And we got, we got those cotton candy year, grapes a couple months ago. And I was like, year. ooh, that was good. And I refused up until this year because I didn't know much about them. Mm-hmm. And I refused to buy them because I'm like, I bet they're just loaded in sugar. Mm-hmm. That's what went through my head. So I'm like, I'm not buying them. Because then the kids will eat those. And then if they I'm buying something with ones. sugar that says cotton candy on it, I'm buying cotton candy, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate cotton candy, too. And I like grapes, so I just didn't want them. But I do have to say, for something that's labeled cotton candy, it's sweet. But it it it's not cotton candy my teeth want to fall out of my No, head. but it does have that flavor. It, it is, I did recognize I, cotton candy. I didn't recognize it, but I don't eat cotton candy. When I eat cotton candy, my teeth instantly start to hurt. And I, yeah. I'm like, this is so gross. Why would anyone want to eat this grit? Anyways. You just kind of put it in your mouth and let it melt? <laughs> it hurts my teeth. Yeah. 
Okay, so people, they just can't believe that the taste, um, that these grapes, they taste this way um, without some bizarre, unnatural laboratory project going on. Um, And what this reporter, I guess, is stating, Mm -hmm. um, he finds a lot of people just don't understand is that grapery didn't set out to make a grape to taste like cotton candy. That wasn't the actual goal. Okay. So I'm going to kind of go through this before I describe how. Okay. Okay, so there's a variety of grapes that graperies grow, and they're developed through all-natural plant breeding, the same thing that people just have been doing for hundreds of years. Okay, yeah. Um, This is done by crossing different grape varieties together and then growing them. And then the grower must wait a few years, about six, Mm -hmm. um, for the vines to produce fruit and the fruit. Um, And then the fruit, you can taste it at that point to to figure out whether you're just going to discard it or or are you going to use it. Um, And that's how actually cotton (laughs) candy grapes came about. Um, They actually were sweet enough because they were trying to make sweet mm-hmm. grapes because more grapes are now tasteless is what they were stating. Okay. Um, they were sweet enough to bring to, what are those things called? I have it highlighted somewhere in here. But you gather a bunch of people, you set them around. It's a product trial type okay. thing. Yeah. Like, which one did you like more? Mm-hmm. Um, why did you like it more? And when these people were sitting around... Oh, actually, I should say, in 100-degree weather, the people, when they picked them, said it tasted like caramel and toffee. But when they hmm. got cold, it was sweet, like different type of sweet. It didn't have that flavor. Um, I bet caramel toffee-flavored grapes would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, let them sit out for a while and let them get warm. Um, but the grapery actually didn't name these. The consumers did because they kept saying these taste like cotton candy. Okay. They taste like cotton candy. Um, they were actually shooting more for a raspberry flavor. So, okay, but they ended up with cotton candy. Okay. Yep. So I mean, it's are, just like, you know, Jelly Belly shooting for cheese pizza and getting vomit. I mean, it's similar. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they were continuing, they are now coming out with other flavors, like the one we have upstairs that we brought mm-hmm. home, and it's strawberry. Strawberry flavored. Yeah. I don't so, really taste strawberry in them, but they're good. I can taste a berry, but I don't really know if it's strawberry, but that would probably be the one I'd go closest okay. with. It's got a it's got a berry flavor to it though. Cool, so cool. Well that's but, I mean it's good to know that they're not injecting just injecting a bunch more sugar into our I know. It was it's like it's good to know that it was just a, a natural kind of process. I'm very happy to hear that. Like I wouldn't even look I know they're higher in the carb oh, yeah. content because they are sweeter and yeah. that's naturally they have more sugar in them, I'm sure, like as far as natural sugars go, but But yeah, they're not loaded in actual sugar that's injected yeah, into them. And I was like, Wow. Well, that's, that's cool. That's pretty cool. I like that answer. I was sad, though, that I didn't get a Mr. Rogers video that I was hoping for. 
you wanted to see a video with a machine with little needles injecting I did. grapes individually. I did, because they're all on the little grapevine, and I'm like, how do they do that so precisely? Because you know there's not somebody sitting there with a little yeah. needle injecting into every single one and then squirting into their mouth at some point. And if, I mean, if that was a fact, how many of them would not taste like cotton candy? Because, you know, people are lazy and they miss things, and, you know, well, ah, screw it. We, close enough. We got the top layer. That's all we needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. That that's pretty much it. <laughs> so funny, that was funny. my first story. Awesome. I like grapes. I really like cotton candy grapes. I I like grapes. I like these new ones. Yeah, they're they're good too. The strawberry ones are good. I like the the Willy Wonka crate they came in. I thought that was cool. <laughs> I just told the kids I'm like, it's a limited special edition. <laughs> of course, because toys nowadays have the rare, the ultra rare, and mm-hmm. all that. They're like, so it's rare? I'm like, well, right now it's not. Give it a couple years and everybody throws theirs away. It'll be rare. I'm keeping it forever. I'm like, <laughs> I've got matches with baseball teams on it. It was the first year the Colorado Rockies came mm-hmm. out. And a, a diamond match a company made only a limited edition of them, and both my siblings opened theirs, mm-hmm. and I did not. Mine's still sealed. I still have it. Cool. And I wonder how much it's worth. I don't know. I should look into that. No idea. Hmm. My next story is going to be a really quick one. Really? Because my yeah. next one's super quick. Well, that's okay. My my last one will be a little longer, but this one is uh, definitely a little quick oh <laughs> um so we have a quickie got a uh, this story is about robert burger he's 25 years old did he invent the burger he did not he did was, a relative invent the burger not that i know of he lives in new york this is straight from so this is from this is from july 22nd so it's not that long ago okay he was due in court. Did he invent the Bob Burger? He didn't invent <laughs> any burgers. <laughs> okay. He was due in court um, because he was being tried for burg- burglary. <laughs> and he figured he was, and they were probably going to convict him. They had, Burger the burglar. <laughs> they had some pretty good evidence. Um, it was vehicle theft. That he was facing. He's funny, funny. Was he the Hamburger? No. <laughs> no. Sorry. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> His court date was last October. Um, it was coming up just a couple of days before court. And his attorney contacted the prosecutor and said that Mr. Burger committed suicide. Aw, and, and I'm died. over here laughing. I'm sorry. And they brought him... And so his attorney brought the prosecutor a copy of his death certificate. It was fake. Yeah. <laughs> He's now the Hamburger. Here's the problem. If you're going to fake a death certificate, you should probably spell things like registry correct on it or issued by. should probably be spelled correct on it. Oh, You should also probably my. use the same font for all the writing in it. It changes font halfway through the... But he probably thought it looked better that way. It should be probably. like this. It just looks better. Probably. But yeah, mine, so mine looks better. <laughs> of course, he, he he ended up going to jail for the for the forgery. For the forgery and for the earlier burglary. But I thought it was just absolutely like it was crazy to see a, somebody try to and in the um ah, the district attorney 
who was handling it said it, he would have let it go if those words weren't spelled wrong. <laughs> they just happened to make him go, oh, I better double check this. If those words were spelt right <gasps> at that time, he would have just let it go. He's like, okay, he's dead. Let's drop the charges and move on. Oh, the Hamburger is such an idiot. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> Always gets busted. Robert Burglar busted for forgery. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's wearing stripes now. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So my next story, I was kind of looking through things and I stumbled across this and I was like, okay, this is really weird. There was another one I stumbled across, but I didn't really want to go in on that one because I'm like, "Mm, I found my new dream job and it's extremely rare to get it. So I'm not going to talk about that one. I'm going to talk about this one that I read when I was looking at my dream job. Okay. So there are jobs out there present And then past jobs, you wouldn't even think of was a job. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Like, example. Uh, The one that I have, and it's very short here, but did you know in cigar factories, this is from a picture I have here from 1929, and it doesn't have much information, but there's a picture of a guy sitting there. And this is in a cigar factory. Okay. Radios were invented at this point. But he's a lector. Lector. Okay. Lecturer. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lector is the name of his job. Okay. So he sits there and reads to people as they work. Kind of like background entertainment? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So people don't get bored or whatever and they have something to listen to. Because so people can't just listen to a podcast? I'm kidding. I get it. It was like the <laughs> But he reads books, um, apparently because they're part of a union. I didn't think the unions were around at that time. Oh, they were definitely I thought they came in a little later. (laughs) But um, because it was a union job, they also had them reading stuff for pro-union stuff. Yeah, Yeah, it makes sense. Or what the union's Mm -hmm. backing or whatever. Um, These jobs, they still exist in Cuba, but they sit in a, in a high chair, a platform type chair above everybody. That's everybody can hear them. Hmm. I wonder if there's good acoustics in the building. Like, I wonder how the roof is. (laughs) If they think of that. Yeah. I don't know when they built it like, Hey, we have this job in order for everybody to hear. We need to have really good. Maybe Yeah. It makes me wonder. That but is I thought really that cool. was a kind of a weird job. I mean, because I was like, the radio was invented prior to yeah. that, like years, decades. But you can influence that. your workers a lot better with a guy standing up there. <laughs> you just <laughs> you if, get to tell them whatever you want. If they were trying to go union, they just turn on NPR. Yeah. No, but it's not. I'm not just union. I. I. I would guarantee that some people in that position were put in that position by the company to, to to do other propaganda, not just pro union, other pro other you know pro business propaganda. Company was yeah, the company you know, company really wants so and so to be elected into something. Well, we'll just have this guy. But it wasn't just that kind of stuff they talked about. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they probably read. Love and war. Oh, what a snoozer. Sure. <laughs> Could 
you imagine working in a cigar shop and being like, yeah, I read Love and War. I mean, well, somebody read it to me. <laughs> it's almost like when I was in the fifth grade and, they, and my teacher read us The Hobbit. That was like the best ever. Yeah. If I would have had to read it, I can guarantee you I would have not read that because you know how thick that book yeah, is? Yeah, it's a thick book. I would have, as a fifth grader, picked it up and went, this is going to take me three years. I ain't finishing this. <laughs> Is this on audiobook? <laughs> That's the way to go. Good old audiobook. That's the only way I get to read during work. <laughs> yeah. Plop it in my ear, drown everything else out, listen, and type, type, type. Cool, cool. My final story. Dun, dun, dun. It is from the Seattle Daily Times. Are you going to be a negative Nancy? The article Debbie was written Downer. January 20th. Desi Downer? 1906. So this is a while ago. I'm listening. Joe Munch, Munch. yesterday received from Judge Fratter what was probably the lightest sentence ever given to a prisoner. Why does Munch sound familiar? I don't know. Joe Munch received one minute in the county jail. What? Those who were in the courtroom thought it was a joke until the bailiffs grabbed Mr. Munch, escorted him to the county jail, where he was forced to sit in a cell as the jailer stood outside the cell with his watch and watched his second hand go around the watch once, and then he let him go. So he was sentenced to one minute in the Why county jail. Why a minute? It started with, um, it was a, a drunken disorderly. Okay. And he originally received 30 days. Um, okay. But then he appealed and it went up to this higher court and the judge thought 30 days was too much for a drunken dis- disorderly and somebody who had never been in trouble before. He was, he was in the military. Um, so he said, well, I got to punish you with something. So... He decided to give him one minute, the shortest sentence uh, anybody's ever been given in this country, as far far as I could tell anyway, as far as getting jail time. That's crazy. They made him serve that one minute and uh, then let him walk away. That was one of our kids. You know what they would have done the whole time in there? Is this over yet? Is it done yet? No. What? One minute? Yeah, they count it. One, two, three, four, five. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Unfortunately, um, Mr. Munch, uh, about a year after his one minute in jail, got into a bar fight and was shot and killed in that bar fight. Maybe he could have had a little more time just to cool off a little more in jail. He didn't Um, make it very long. Yeah, because clearly he didn't learn his lesson with the one minute. No, did not learn his lesson with the one minute in jail. Mr. Munch, let this be a lesson to all of you. If you got a meal and a phone call and all that good stuff. In a minute? <laughs> Eat fast. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, is, can I get that to go? Yeah, here you go. To go. Let's see. So my last story is kind of a travel one. Travel. Kind of, sort of. Um, a fleet market for lovers of strange and unusual. Oh, I want to go already. <laughs> I like strange and unusual and I like flea markets. I like the thought of flea markets. I haven't been to one in years. I don't know if we would actually buy anything from this. Okay. Because it's not really our style. 
Okay. But I would love to go because there Strange are Strange and unusual and it's not our style? It's not our style. Um, okay. But there are things that I would probably think is cool. If I bought it, I wouldn't even know where to put it. I would probably give it to my bestie because I could see her liking stuff here. Okay. So... So it um this kind of has a story that goes behind how this started though. So um the Oddities and Curiosities Expo is a bit more than your typical flea market of vendors. It's a museum, a collection and hod- hodgepodge of odd and unusual crafts from collectors across the country. Okay. Um Michelle and Tony, they started this. They met 12 years ago in Michelle's hometown of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tony was touring the city with his band, and Michelle came to his show, and they were a match made in punk rock heaven. So after a few years together, um, Tony, he made the move to Tulsa himself, and the two realized that they both had um, similar other similarities other than just music um all things odd and curious so i know we like strange unusual but our strange and unusual is different because these are like skulls and that type of strange and unusual okay i understand yeah i'm definitely not into that type of strange and unusual but i have nothing wrong with it no no and i do find it interesting but it's not something i would collect myself type stuff um, but I'd love to go look at it and who knows, maybe they would have something there. Cause if there was some sort of a unicorn skull, I might end up with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, look, it really did exist. <laughs> Cause that would be me. I'd bring it to work and put it there and everybody think I'm just did, horrible. Not to cut you off here, but you said unicorn. It popped into my head. Did Ava show you the, vi- the TikTok video of the girl talking about, how can a unicorn not be real, but a giraffe be real? But a giraffe, they thought that back in the day, those weren't real because of their know, long necks. I, I know. I, I, and this, this girl just did this hilarious like video of, and she you know describes a giraffe in a very funny way. And she's like, and that's real, but a horse with a horn isn't. Come on. Now. It was just really funny. <laughs> a horse with a really long neck. So, no, I'll have to watch that though. Um, but... They did, their first year, they did two events of their collection of stuff only in Tulsa and Denver, their two hometowns. Okay. Um, And it was a huge success. So they decided the next year they were going to do it a little different. And they brought vendors in and they had people fill out things and, or applications, Mm -hmm. things. (laughs) People are mind readers. I'm sorry, everyone. So, um... But there was over 6,000 visitors at their earliest shows. Wow. Um, this has obviously grown, and they are up to, as of, when was this? March 10th of 2020, they're up to 22 shows throughout Holy the country. Cow. And we missed the one in Minneapolis, which kind of broke my heart. It was in June. So we'll have to look for next year. Wouldn't have went this year anyway. This is true because <laughs> um, everything was still locked. Oh, I bet they didn't even have, sure they it, didn't even have in it in June. They probably said nope. Yep. Unless it was outside. They I probably mean, would possible. have allowed I... it outside. Yeah. Um, so you can go there. They have um, hand-selected vendors, dealers, artists, small businesses, and performers from all 
corners. Um, you find things from taxidermy. I mean, this is like... It's a little bit of anything, a little, little bit odd, a little bit weird. Weird, odd, you know, it's definitely something I want to go check out their website. If you follow our link and you kind of read through our, the article that I read, mm-hmm. it has a link to their website. Cool. So you can go on there and kind of read about their story a little bit more in depth. Um, You'll see some pictures. And if you're a vendor even for something like Mm -hmm. this, definitely go check it out. I wonder if they do tattoos there. Now that Mm -hmm. I would go there for and be like, yeah, "Yeah, I got my tattoo done. We'll have to to keep checking the website and see if they come back in this direction at all. They probably will next year because I have a feeling they probably do shows at the same areas because they all look like bigger cities. Um, the next one that's going to be coming up. Oh, that was today. Kansas City, Missouri. Cool, cool. Oh, wait, it's the eighth month. I lied. You the liar. next one's on, on the 29th in New Orleans. Okay. And then the one on September 19th, Kansas City. So, I mean, cool. there's other ones in there too, but definitely go check it out. Something... For every one, it looks like you know what, and there might be lanterns in there. I could see myself, like yeah, it sounds sounds really cool. It sounds something that I, think I would be interested in seeing. Maybe not getting I mean, anything, but maybe, at least seeing well, we stuff. could end up with something because everything on here I'm seeing like skulls with cards on it or made out of cards. Um, hmm. There's the Siamese twins um, skeleton in a cage. Okay. So, this person, I want to say lady, but I'm too scared. A from... Ladies for sale? No, she's blowing <laughs> fire. It's a performer. Oh, okay. I think it's a lady. It could be a guy. They have makeup on their face, so it's really hard for me to tell. And I think they have boobs, but I can't tell the pictures. Yeah. Could go either way. Anyways. Cool, cool. We'll have to have to keep our eye out and check that out for sure. For sure. I also know I might be like telling my bestie she needs to get a sitter and we'll all have to like go and check it out because I know it would be right up her alley. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, but. If you would like to contact the show and have anything you'd like to tell us, you can send us an email (laughs) at outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. Fun or. Don't give her bad news. She'll get mad at you. I won't get mad. I take constructive <laughs> criticism. I, I mean, wasn't it, talking criticism. Don't bring her a bad story. What do you mean a bad story? There are a no downer, bad stories. The ones you always complain I do. I do downers, but it's okay when I do it because I'm Desi, Desi Downer. It's in my nature. But when you do it, we have to change your name to Debbie or Nancy. Uh, no, thank you. I mean, yeah. you have worn a dress before. Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> so um you can always come like us on facebook you can share links when we share them to get your friends to listen and share 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 Mm -hmm. but that's at outlandish outcast podcasts we are on twitter at outlandish casts the oddball out yep or you can come find us on instagram at outlandish outcast podcasts and definitely follow us there i was on instagram today first time ever Really? Yep. What'd you think? I was just researching the the story with the death certificate. That's funny. And there was a post on Instagram and I wanted to read it. So The one I find the funniest is when I'm on a story and 
there's a few different links and it brings you to Pinterest. I don't understand that. Mm, yeah. That's when I get confused. I don't understand Pinterest. I don't understand Instagram. Me and Twitter get along. Me and Reddit get along. That's about it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Twitter. Go tweet, tweet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think, I think that's uh, the show for the week. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.